Welcome back to WNHH, and happy Thursday. It is C-Click Fix Radio Hour. Welcome, everybody. I'm Paul Bass, welcoming you to another one of our weekly looks at what's happening at the grassroots underneath the mass media radar in communities across the country through the lens of the C-Click Fix problem-solving website. We talk about big problems here and small problems. We'll talk about both kinds of problems today with Police Chief Robert J. Ferrillo of Woburn, Mass., C-Click Fixes, Caroline Smith and Nadine Herring, meanwhile, are here in the studio with the latest Citizen Power News and Margaret Lee pushing out the social media. Bill paying aside, Yale New Haven Hospital provided financial support for today's program. Welcome, everyone, and welcome, Chief Ferrillo. I understand that yesterday you got an invitation from the White House. Is that correct? Well, last Friday, actually. I had an opportunity last Friday to spend uh, the day at the White House talking about the current issues facing policing uh, as a whole. Are you there uh, with President Obama for four hours? I was with, no, I was not in that meeting. That was a Wednesday meeting. I was at a Friday meeting where we had uh, his director of uh, 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 domestic policy uh, spent the day with us. It was was an interesting day. What did you tell him? What did you tell him we need to do? Because this is a big issue now in America. How are we going to get the police? I saw on C-Click Fix that you got a nice pat on the back from one of your followers, a citizen, saying you're doing good, Chief. And you said these are tough times for us. What did you tell him in Washington? Well, I mean, we, it was uh, in May of 2015. The, the president commissioned a, a, a committee to study policing in the 21st century. What's right? What's wrong? And he came out with 58 uh, suggested uh, uh, directions, 58 uh, issues to address. And they, they basically go down to uh, uh, returning to our roots, get out into the field, and and uh, talk to people and and uh, de-escalate. Uh, deal with people as human beings and, and go forward. And this was basically like a one-year checkup on where we were with uh, our objectives, uh, you know, both on the officer side and on dealing with the community. And it was it was uh, it was an enjoyable day. There were 60 police chiefs throughout the country, and uh, they did a series of four of these. There were four consecutive Fridays. So we listened to 240 uh, police chiefs, and it was he, wow. he had some senior staff in the room, and uh, you know we were predominantly listening uh, to what the future held. And uh, with the change of administration upcoming, uh, our common goal was to, to hope that they could continue uh, the support that they're currently providing uh, through the Department of Justice and, uh, and uh, you know, keep us going on the right track. Uh, somewhere something has to give. We can't continue uh, the way that we've been doing things the last month. And in the last year since you had that, you started on this project, police officers have been getting killed and videos have been coming in by public distribution of police officers killing civilians. How's that affecting you, Chief, and your officers? I'm sorry, I missed that last statement. How is that affecting you and your officers? Well, I mean, our officers, and we've been blessed. Five years ago, we lost an officer to a violent crime, and uh, nine months after that, uh, we had a second officer shot uh, uh, six times. Oh, my. So we're on edge. I mean, we, we, we're on edge up here. We've been blessed that for the last five years we've, we've, we've done well with our community. Uh, we're fortunate in that we don't suffer the same uh, uh, stress. We're very close to our community here, uh, and that's uh, you know that that's a fortunate thing. But the officers worry about copycat crime. They worry about uh, you know people passing through the city. Um, so the officers are on edge, and we have a very very young department, um, and it, it it's uh, caused us to do our job a little bit differently. Um, how you, how you, know, you do how you doing it differently? Well, I mean, it's just that we're a very close community of 40,000 people. Um, everybody knows everybody. Uh, and and the, the community is used to us being a, a little less edgy than we are now. Um, but 
we're out there. We're, we're reaching out proactively. Tonight we have uh, a vigil, the, the multi-faith vigil uh, put on by the, the community members uh, to honor the police department. We're, we're doing great stuff up here. Um, and, you know, you folks uh, support a lot of what we do. The communication with the city, C-Click Fix is a big part of that. But uh, well, Let's, let's talk know, about that. You, um, Caroline Smith, what's the news from C-Click Fix in the police department in Wilburn, Mass? Absolutely. So our first issue is an example of that closeness of community. Um, it's the, the request type is called non-emergency other police issue, and it occurred at 12 Cranes Court. Other reporter is, uh, is named Citizen with uh, about 1,200 civic points, and it's reviewed 70 times this far. Description, with all that goes on in the world today, I just wanted to take the time to thank the Woburn Police Department for all that they do and put up with continue on with the best work. I think that you guys are right up there at the top of the list. Again, thank you for making our community safe. Uh, and then Chief uh, hopped on and said, thank you for your words of support. They are appreciated always, but especially now. I will share this with the department. Thank you. And uh, Nadine, was there any other news from Woburn Mass you had that from the listeners, uh, from C-Click Fix users? Uh, to cars parked in between um, a neighbor's driveway. And this is something that I've experienced personally in, in my own neighborhood. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a long post. This was uh, reported on June 22nd by Justin Pickering. And this was on Eastern Avenue and it's a long post, but basically it, it just says that his neighbor and Justin had an issue with cars parking in between their driveways. And they asked if, the police could, and in despite of leaving notes for the offending vehicles to please stop doing this, um, they asked if the police could come out and contact these individuals to advise them from refraining from parking um, in that spot. And he also goes on to say it would be great if someone from the city would come and put up a no parking sign on that particular segment of the curb to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, goes on about ample parking and leaves his email address please feel free to touch base with him at any time. Um, a verified official comes on the same day that the issue was reported and assigned it to our Rooney, um, Mooney, I'm sorry. Then the chief co comes on on the 7th um, and acknowledges that the issue was a duplicate. And then he also acknowledges that he will come out and visit the location to determine enforcement options. And then Justin goes on to thank the chief for his attention to the issue. It's very much appreciated. And he goes on to say, please let me know if there's anything I can do to be of assistance. So, so, so Nadine, you said in New Haven. Yes. You've said, what, what, tell me about where you see it in New Haven. Uh, it's happened to me personally, where I've had to call our local um, police, our district manager, to come out and have some officers address the issue. We had an issue where a car was parked in our driveway all day. We didn't know who the vehicle belonged to. We tried to wait, wait it out to see if someone would come back. We called. Um, Were you the, blocked in? Could yes. you not get your car out? Nope. So can you just get them towed? Yes. Yeah, so we called a non-emergency number and had someone come out, uh, two officers come out um, and address the issue. Funny, when they came out, that's when the person came out for the vehicle. Mm. So that situation, and I think that personally wasn't uh, a situation where the police officers handled it really well. because it's, What did they do? It started to get a little bit heated because the person was arguing a little bit, being, becoming argumentative with the officers. Well, what basis did this person have? What, what reason did they give for parking in your driveway? They didn't. 
People get weird about cars. They do. It's like you're touching my cars. It's like you're touching me. You're, you're threatening my manhood or something. So even despite the fact that there were other spaces on the street, they just took it upon themselves to park the car so there. So did they get leave. a ticket or something? So the officers came. The person came out. The officers talked to them. Um, they, you know, tried to calm the person down. They did. They issued the person a ticket. They also had the vehicle towed because in the course of the conversation, they found out that the car was not registered. It was Ooh. not insured. Ooh. So they had the vehicle towed. Not a good idea to park in Nadine's driveway if you have an unregistered car. <laughs> That's right. Chief Rilla, how big a problem is this in Woburn, Mass? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, we're densely populated in certain areas. In this particular instance, there was really nothing illegal going on. It was just uh, uh, not being a good neighbor. The car was legally parked. It was just parked in a difficult spot. Uh, so we sort of had to mediate, uh, mediate a peace treaty. Uh, and you know, to, if, if you read the the whole content, it says there's free there's uh, public parking 200 yards down the road. So if at the end of your hard day at work, you pull up in front of your house or across from your house, and there's a, there's a space versus parking in public parking 200 yards down the road, uh, we sort of had to meet meet common ground. And it was simply a matter of asking them to park another 50 feet up the street. Uh, you know, the streets are public ways, uh, and we're used to having such open space as we as we get more densely populated. It becomes a little more difficult. But this gives people a forum uh, to, you know, express their concerns, and it gives us the ability uh, to deal with it in a, a non-urgent matter where, you know, if you call the police department, we're obligated to respond uh, and deal with it. Whereas this way, it's something that we can sort of put in the mail and deal with in the next day or two. And as long as you acknowledge them and let them know that you're paying attention to them, um, it works great. I mean, as, as these folks will tell you, I love the system. Um, we really have to get, uh, we have to work toward embracing it more within the department. But I think it's a phenomenal tool uh, to, to use. You're talking and, about C-Click uh, Fix with the Citizens Post. The whole, the whole yeah, I was interested that you were on, uh, Chief. I was interested that you were on that thread because I don't think you generally find police chiefs posting on C Click Fix and speaking to people. When did you start doing that, and why? Well, the day I love I love speaking to people, and I mean it, it's uh, uh, you know I've spoken to Caroline about this. If it's a real issue, if you can see the frustration in the, in this was a pretty peaceful one, but sometimes you can see the frustration, um, and and I'll answer it through C Click Fix, and I'll put you know a response in. But, uh, you know, maybe one out of every ten, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call them. Um, I actually have the app on my iPhone. So, you know, day and night when we get a, 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 an issue, um, I can review the issue instantaneously. And, you know, sometimes it's road rage or some, you know, there's, there's many things that get put on here that maybe are a little more immediate than, than you know, down the road. They'll hear from the police chief, you know, sometimes within five or ten minutes after they post it. Um, I just think that, that it makes an impression, and I think this is a great tool to help me do my job. And if you look beyond it, where we started this conversation, uh, responsiveness of the police department is is part of, you know, what, what addresses the bigger issues. If we take care of the small things, the big things will take care of itself. I wanted I to ask you about that, Chief, because there you're at the White House talking about what needs to change in policing. We're talking about the high-profile events that are difficult to discuss. They're... They're dramatic. They're people's lives at stake. How do these small matters like where you park in front of your house fit into the bigger changes you're trying to bring about in policing? It shows that you care. So, I mean, it shows it shows that you care. And if, if so if the police chief is going to talk to somebody about a parking problem in front of the house, they know darn well that I'm going to be there when they have a bigger issue. And, you know, we're fortunate. We're a very diverse community. Um, very diverse community. Uh, we're we're uh, we're a mix of, of white collar, blue collar people here, and it, there's there's 
people want to be heard. And this isn't just, uh, you know, this is top-down leadership, but my guys buy into it. Uh, Our Mooney, who shows up an awful lot in the uh, in the CQ fix, he's the traffic sergeant. He's a traffic supervisor of, of a unit of, of five offices, and, you know, he gets into the stuff hands-on. Uh, so, I mean, I think if, if we show that we care about the little issues, um, regardless of uh, uh, demographics, um, that we're equally as responsive to the housing facilities as we are to the, you know, the, the, the McMansions that we have in the city, um, I think it's all, it takes the edge off. And if somebody in a housing, housing uh, uh, a complex puts a C-Quick Fix issue in that they're concerned about somebody parking on the street or somebody blocking their, their driveway, and we give them e- equal attention, whether it's me, the traffic sergeant, or somebody from patrol, that's going to take the edge off of us not listening. And listening is what a lot of these issues derive, uh, or a lot of the issues are deriving from from the perception that police officers don't listen. And, and you I are, you are, this is a... I'm sorry, you're listening to Seacliff Fix Radio on WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio, broadcast at 103.5 FM and live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. We're talking Seacliff Fix Radio news today with Caroline Smith, Nadine Herring, and Margaret Lee of Seacliff Fix, and Police Chief Robert J. Ferrillo Jr. of Woburn, Mass. So talking about the little things of Woburn, Mass, Caroline, what other news do we have from Seacliff Fix users? Looks like we have one more, so... There's a non-emergency traffic signal repair issue at the intersection of Washington Street and Montville Avenue. Our reporter's Kathy B. with 390 civic points viewed 60 times. Oh, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Uh, description. The left turn signal from Washington Street onto Montville Avenue is on for just eight seconds. This is causing huge backups on Washington Street. Uh, looks like after that, just that same day, the mayor hops on, says, Mayor, assign this issue to Chief Ferrello. Uh, just a couple days later, Kathy B. hops on and says, this issue hasn't been fixed yet. Friday night, the traffic on Washington Street extended back to the kinder care. This morning, I noticed the left turn signal was on for just five seconds. And then the chief immediately hops on and says, we'll work with fire department and engineering on timing of lights to see if intentional or malfunctioning. And then he, he looks like he visited it himself and said, I visited the intersection at three times of the day on Friday. Um, the green arrow appears to be in the 15-second range, but I think there may be a variance in the time based upon the traffic management cameras that are in place at that intersection. I will follow up with engineering. And then Kathy B. hops on and says, thank you for looking at this, Chief. So what about it, Chief? What do you think about that case? Well, I mean, that's a, it's an overburdened intersection. The, the intersection handles uh, way more traffic than it was designed for. And uh, we're not in a position to rebuild the intersection, so they've put a very high-tech traffic management system. It's camera-driven, and the cameras, they don't take pictures of the cars, but they actually see how long the lines are going every direction, and it manages, it manages the cars. So if in this particular left turn lane there's only one car, you get a four- or five-second left turn arrow. Um, if there's 10 or 12 cars, you'll get a 15-second is where it maxes that as not to hurt the other lines. Um, but the the left turn arrow changes uh, based upon how many cars are in the queue, and that's it, it, it's smart technology that runs the traffic system. Um, we're also this we're limited because one of these wings of the intersection goes onto an interstate about a quarter mile down the road, and if that backs up, the interstate actually backs up. Mm. So that that one lane gets priority. But it gave us an opportunity to rather than the individual being frustrated and complaining about traffic or calling the station, uh, you know, complaining about the issue. It gave us an opportunity to identify the issue and to look at it, manage it, and go forward. I don't think we're going to be in a position to uh, 
address this issue to everybody's satisfaction, but at least we were able to talk to the citizen and let them know that, A, we care, B, we're listening, and, and C, we'll do whatever we can about it. And how does a citizen react to that when you have to do that? When you say, I can't give you all the news you want. Well, as, as long as, I mean, as long as they're getting an answer, um, as long as they're getting an answer, um, they'll accept it, even though not, 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 uh, uh, happily, but they'll accept the fact that there is an answer to the situation, that we're aware of it, um, and that we, we know it's there. Um, somebody's listening. And this goes, you know, whether it's, it, it's the, the unrest throughout the state, the country, or whether it's something as small as this traffic light. As long as people listen, respond, and talk to the, the, the constituents, the community, the citizens, I think you're getting there. And I think, you know, once again, go back to see Quick Fix, is that this helps us. It's a tool that helps us communicate. And people want to be heard, as the chief says. Chief, do you have a couple minutes to hang on? I know you haven't had breakfast and lunch is coming. Do you hear a little bit about the problems of dealing with the New Haven with C-Click Fix and see if they ring any bells for you up in Woburn? I sure do. Thank you. Nadine Herring, what, what do we got going on from C-Click Fix readers in New Haven? So this next one is a policing issue reported by B-Hop Server on 627. And this was reported on 49 Glen Road. It says, off-leash dogs on city streets. I have seen an individual walking two large pit bulls off-leash near mm-hmm. Hill House High in recent days. Given the recent tragic dog attack in Beaver Hills, I'd like to see police enforcing an on-leash policy for all dogs being walked by owners in the city. No owner can control his or her dog action when it's not on a leash. So then we had a comment by Paula Harp that said, Amen, we need dogs to be on leash in public places that are not designated dog parks. And then I went on and commented and said, agree, as it is a safety issue for people and other dogs being walked on leash. And was there any response from the official? They're not responding. Chief, what do you respond up there? We had a terrible attack recently where two uh, American bulls, they're called, like pit bulls, they went after this guy comes home with this woman and they ripped her to shreds, um, you know, all the skin off her, her leg and her eyes and her arms and she was in a coma for a week, and she finally died, and the whole neighborhood tried to stop these dogs. Do you have cases like there, and are leash laws relevant? Well, we, we do have leash laws, and, and you know, that's a fairly – that specific issue is a fairly common issue. Um, it cuts two ways. If, it, if it's an ongoing issue uh, and the dog's not running up and down the street as we speak, um, you know, it's something that we can manage by going to the owners, going to the licensed owner, uh, talking to the neighbors, trying to identify who owns them and hold the owners responsible. But this is one of those situations where if the dogs are act- actually acting out, uh, it's real important that the citizens read the disclaimer at the, when, the, when, they're, when they're logging a complaint that, you know, this may need um, uh, immediate attention. This is something where, in addition to C-Click Fix, they may need, may need to call us uh, so we can prevent any, any tragedy from happening. But if they, if they make us aware of the issue, it, just like the traffic light, it gives us the ability to identify it and to manage it before it turns into a crisis. When one of these killer dogs gets in a homicidal frame of mind, will a leash prevent it? Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm not a dog person. But, you know, somebody needs to be responsible for the dog. And we have a leash law here. Um, we 
aggressively but community policing driven enforce it. We don't go running around, uh, you know, writing expensive tickets and, and, and uh, causing financial impact at the outset. But we're, we're very visible in all the recreation areas. Um, on weekends, I have a, a, a dog officer that just goes and visits the uh, 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 athletic facilities in the city to be preventive. But this is a situation where you had a dangerous dog that needed to be addressed, and, you know, it documents our actions. And it protects us because if I go over and talk to them, I log and see quick fix. I have a really good paper trail of what action I've taken. Paper um, or and, web? And, <laughs> Electronic and trail. It, it, <laughs> it protects us, but... All right, Chief, I was wondering if you have time for one more from Caroline Smith from the the see quick fix users in New Haven. What, what news you got there, Caroline? Looks like we have uh, multiple violations of this block close to through trucks issue at uh, on West Rock Avenue. The reporters, let's all work together. Um, so essentially the crux of the issue is that there's a there's a block um, that doesn't that has signage that says closed to through trucks. Um, however, a lot of trucks they say large box trucks, bigger and bigger, come plowing up and mm-hmm. down this block all times of day and night, disregarding the signs at the entrance to the block. As the auto traffic has increased in the block, it is very narrow, and the trucks frequently travel the WL lines into oncoming traffic. And then from there, there's a pretty lengthy discussion, kind of back and forth between sort of basically talking about the role of enforcement. Uh, in solving this issue. So some folks like the CT Livable Streets campaign, which hopped on, essentially said, uh, you know, enforcement will never be the solution in the long term. It's things like street design, crosswalks. Um, they call it self-enforcing design. So so make it so the truck physically can't pass, it's not wide enough? Right, exactly. Because the problem here is the truck's gone. Unless you can get a picture and send it, you know, find out, send a bill to the... Um I mean, I think I think the the, Owner. the the let's all work together reporters talking for having having the sit, police actually sit on the road and start enforcing them. So instead of having people take pictures, actually having a police presence there. And um, one one uh, commenter called uh, "lived here forty years" is definitely a proponent of having enforcement there. They say, uh, "quote um, even just issuing a few tickets could go a long way." Uh-huh. And any any official response in this? Yeah, the, it looks like the New Haven Police Department Traffic Enforcement hopped on and said, thanks for the post. The Traffic Enforcement Division will look into this issue. All right, so Chief Furlough, if you got a street in Woburn where trucks aren't supposed to come through, but they're coming through, what do you do about it? Well, it's, it's um, a, a couple of things. Enforcement is, is one option. Um, with modern technology, when we start to enforce, we also look at, at why. Why is it happening? Um, and this identified an issue, and this is a fairly common issue if you go back to our thread, you know, whether it's trucking, speeding, cars cutting through. And we've found that many of our truck restrictions are not accepted truck restrictions. They're just signs that were put up. And because mm-hmm. of that, the GPS software people don't know that there's truck restrictions. Oh. So GPSs are actually sending trucks down roads that the constituents think are restricted mm. when in fact legally they're not restricted there's just a sign up so it's given us an opportunity to a either formalize the restriction b remove the sign or c in cases where there's an error with the gps software um my traffic folks have a really good uh, contact i think it's two or three uh different software companies that manage the mapping and we can actually send them a letter and they can help us address the issues but uh you know you'll have a a a tractor trailer truck using a gps that doesn't know it's a tractor trailer truck that will actually send the truck up a a uh, uh, restricted street so once again community driven to a certain extent if you have the same issue and you can identify the company um, we have a huge office supply uh, facility that puts maybe 50 or 60 delivery trucks out every morning and if these trucks are 
cheating the signs, we can deal with that at a management level. We can go to the company and say, here's the situation, here's the restriction, please help us fix it. And if they don't do that, then we'll come in with the enforcement. But once again, it gives us the ability to communicate with the, with, with the community. In this case, it would be industry. Um, and and we're, we're very, uh, we have a certain section of town that's very office space slash light industry uh, heavy. So there's a ton of delivery trucks, there's a ton of things going on, and uh, we need to work with that kind of stuff. Well, Chief Robert J. Frill of Roburn, Massachusetts, thank you for working with us on Dateline New Haven on WNHH Radio. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Caroline Smith and Nadine Herring reading the news and Margaret Lee blasting it out to social media. Thanks again to Yale New Haven Hospital for providing financial support for today's program. Chief, I hope you get a good lunch. You earned it. And we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic Experience performing Sente. He's an on-time god from the group CD Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass, hoping you could, we could all join forces to tackle some rough times in our nation Please stay tuned in to us here at WNHH New Haven's home for community radio for more local talk and music.